One Piece chapter 1044, Warrior of Liberation. What a chapter. Incredible. And what more can I say that hasn't already been said? Now, I know sooner, better sooner than later. I mean, better late than ever. I didn't even do a breakdown review for 1043. And here we are with 1044. I'm still hyped. The energy is still here. And I need to talk with y'all. I know y'all want to hear my thoughts on this. And with that being said, it's one thing to have um, you know, these theories where, of course, we take the context from the manga, various events at foreshadowing any numerological comparisons we want to have flipping translations doing everything that we possibly can you know ohara mr morgue bda law joy boy theories and other various japanese youtubers who unfortunately i'm not familiar with their channel's name and with all of that everybody bouncing their ideas together we have oda just do a complete 180 this chapter that makes us question the very fundamentals of devil fruits now, we all know at this point, Luffy, if not a rare kind of paramecia, special paramecia, something going on with the Gomu Gomu Nomi, right? And actually, that's that's it isn't even a paramecia. As a matter, as a matter of fact, Luffy is a mythical Zoan. And when I found, when I read that, I was just like, what? A mythical Zoan? And this goes full circle. It's funny. I believe Punk Hazard, whenever Momonosuke is speaking to Luffy and asking him to, you know, if he could help him out transforming. And Luffy's like, I don't know. I'm not a Zoan. Yeah, that definitely came full circle. And with this is like a mythical Zoan. The Zoan type human, human fruit. Mythical type model, Nika. Nika. Nika, the sun god. What? Oh, I'm, I'm still getting chills right now. This just broke everything we know about devil fruits. It, it really did. We have to rethink just what could even be considered a paramecia or mythical zoan. Now, of course, this model possessing a body with the uh, properties of rubber and fighting whatever in whatever way he fancies, bringing smiles to the faces of the people, the warrior of liberation, also known as Nika, the sun god. Awakening brings his rubber body greater physical strength and freedom. It is said that in all the world. Now, I think this is important because when the original scans came out, you know, this is the Viz translation. I believe the early scans, the raw ones, where people were translated, they would have, I not this one, another panel where it said anything to Luffy's imagination. And imagination isn't used in the Viz translation, which is the for sure way to, you know, you need to take these words. You can't use other raw scans. This is exactly what is being said. So, of course, I've seen a couple of theory videos saying is how Luffy is able to do anything within his imagination and potentially limited by, you know, what Nika has already established or whatever the case may be. But imagination isn't used anywhere on here. Now, a little bit of context, of course, the Nika Nika fruit, a fruit that not only is a mythical Zoan type, but has its the will of its own. Now, we sort of, it's been theorized, popularized by Ohara, that devil fruits have their own will. We've seen it whenever Sa Sabo eats Ace's fruit and we get a bit of Ace in there, inherited wills. We get the idea, you know, theories behind that. But for to see the elders double down on the fact that Zoan fruits contain a will of their own. And this particular fruit has the name of a god. The other name of the gum gum fruit is not, you know, Nika Nika. With that being said, imagination isn't used on here. So we got to wait throughout the next couple of chapters to exactly understand what else can this fruit do besides rubber, insane strength, speed, and being able, I want to say, manipulate with 
the surroundings. I don't want to take it too far and say manipulate reality. I know this is gaining traction, especially with the Looney Tune-like behavior and art style that we're seeing with Luffy in Gear 5 slash Awakening. But, you know, we got we to gotta wait a bit. We got to wait for the official translation. Now, no, I got ahead of myself. Listen, when I seen Luffy reach in, in to grab Kaido, I was like, he's a giant. It's finally here. Luffy is a complete giant because he manhandled Kaido like some random lizard down the street, brought him up and just gave him the ultimate bicep curl that I have ever seen. Definitely gave him the Looney Tune treatment, slammed him on the floor. And just seeing Luffy in that buffed up form, he's definitely been hitting the gym for 30 years. No steroids, nothing but protein powder. Hell, I would even argue he, you know, solidified the protein powder to a croc, uh, croc, rock-like formation and snorted that shit for 30 years, getting him to this point. And we also have fiery hair, which is great because whenever Luffy uses moves like Red Hawk, where the fire just sort of comes out of nowhere, we don't really get an explanation besides, you know, it's the One Piece first. We really don't need to question it. But fire on his head, I want to say his body leaving off steam and the fact that he could get super swole and then go back to, you know, his a more... I would even say skinny-like frame, his original frame. Now, another thing to note about Luffy on here, this is his gear fifth. This is gear five. That's right. This is gear fifth. And with that being said, I love whenever Kaido uses his blast breath. Luffy, again, I don't want to say he manipulates reality because this is being tied in with the imagination mistranslation, but he's manipulating the environment to where he made the ground, I would say, rubber-like rubber-like to where he blasted the ba- the blast back at Kaido. And one thing about Luffy on here, I love the fact that he's laughing nonstop, truly finding joy in the battle, something that Kaido craves because, hey, he's depressed. He even wanted to kill himself. No one can stand a chance against him. He hated the way he won against Odin. He damn near almost, you know, lost his, lost his um, senpai over here whenever he finished him off earlier. And Luffy's smiling, saying, hey, you know, Kaido's apologizing for what happened earlier. Luffy's like, hey, don't sweat it. Let's just finish this up. And that's how I just want to finish things off here as far as describing this chapter. Now, as far as Luffy in this form, I'm loving the design. It's simplistic, but we got, you know, some nice additions that make it uh, interesting. The Looney Tune-like facial expressions with the eyes popping out, him going into the swole mode, and, you know, a fiery, fiery hair, which was interesting because we saw it sort of go into like... I want to say dreads and now it's on fire. We got the clouds surrounding him and I'm just excited to see what other kind of powers will he display? Would there be, you know, one of those time limits where it's like, oh, new form. By the way, we need to do this in 10 minutes or else it's a done deal is if he eats meat in this form, how would this impact him? I have no idea. With that being said, I can't wait for not me because I don't got the time to go throughout the manga and find out. Oh, wait. In what ways, shape, or form have Devil Fruits entirely changed? What fundamentals can we agree on that, you know, just stay there? You know, you get where I'm coming from here. I don't even want to start stuttering just because my mind's trying to think of all these fruits the way it's going to work. But hey, Oda will guide us through successfully. And Shanks. I don't believe Shanks is entirely evil. However, I don't don't think Shanks is entirely playing to Luffy's 
favor. Now, some people are suggesting that Shanks did this. That way it could help get Luffy stronger, unlock Joy Boy for whatever reasons. The properties in Wano are able to start this with Zunisha going there. Everybody emphasizing how important Wano is. And, you know, Kaido residing there for whatever reason. Maybe, maybe I could be wrong. And not to say that Shanks is doing anything malicious either, but his agenda is very mysterious. I mean, this man only has probably, what, 20, not even 20, 15 pages total of uh, manga time on here. Maybe 15 panels individually. But with that being said, I know as far as the raid failure or not, I don't know. But I know this is going to lead on to something immensely bigger immensely bigger and i truly feel the way this is going joy boy not that we're close to the end game but i could see one piece realistically ending in five years i really can and based on how oda likes to you know flip things that you know flip arcs they're gonna have that uh, you know, that yin and yang, whatever happened in this arc is most likely going to happen in this arc. I, I know that's a terrible explanation, but we know how we've seen the first half of One Piece and then the second half afterwards in the red line, the way we have sort of arcs being on the opposite sides. We are going to need a war arc. There is going to be a war arc. And I just want to see if Wano will be just the arc right before it occurring. But it's only a matter of time before we get all the big dogs joining up for whatever reason. And the events that happen here, whether Luffy goes to save Sabo and another war breaks there, or, you know, the events that go here, it's going to, going to start steamrolling it. I just see, I definitely see one piece picking up and potentially ending the next five years. I guess that's what I wanted to say. No, that's what I wanted to say. Thank you for, you know, listening to me ramble off about one of my favorite mangas of all time. For those of us that are one piece fans, we've been, we've been eating, for a long ass time and hopefully not even hopefully man we just continue to enjoy one piece to the day it's not here a bit too preachy but let me tell you something i'm out